This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. My brothers and sisters, if you look across the globe, the people engaging in that which is prohibited Islamically have increased. And I'm speaking about the Muslims. So if you look at, for example, intoxicants, people are actually consuming and partaking of that which Allah has prohibited. You and I know that anything that intoxicates your mind is actually prohibited. The Prophet says, that which intoxicates you if you were to consume a lot of it then even a little of it is prohibited unfortunately today you have people who are muslim they declare that there is none worthy of worship besides allah and that muhammad is the messenger but subhanallah they actually are proud to say i only do a bit of weed that's it they are proud to say i only have a little social drink once in a while in terms of alcohol. I have a small glass of wine once in a while. Not too bad. Not too bad, subhanallah. Look at how the terminology has changed when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah lists four items. From among those four, He speaks about intoxicants, khamr, referring to anything that intoxicates. And He speaks about gambling, any form of gambling. And he speaks about various things of the pagan times. And then he says, these are dirty things. They are rijs. Rijs means impure, unclean, dirty. And at the same time, amal is shaitan. They are from the handiwork of the devil. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, fajtanibuhu. Stay very far away from these things. So now you have some wise cracks coming and saying, where does it say it's totally prohibited? Show me the verse. Show me the verse. It's like zina and adultery. Allah says, Don't even go close to adultery. So someone might say, where does it say it's not allowed? Show me where it says it's... But that is the highest level of prohibition. When Allah says, don't even go close. So when it comes to intoxicants, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, stay far away from it. Why? In order that you achieve success. You want to succeed? No intoxicants in your life at all, no matter what. Be strong. My brothers and sisters, we can do better. We can do a lot better. Subhanallah. No intoxicants. No gambling. We won't do it because why? We want to succeed. I want to see success, physical, spiritual, religious, closeness to Allah. All other success of this world and the next is connected to this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَن يُوقِعَ بَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةِ وَالْبَغْضَاءَ فِي الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ وَيَصُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ مُنْتَهُونَ 
own shaitan's plan is to divert you away from the remembrance of Allah and from prayer by engaging in these things. And he wants that you would engage in fighting, quarreling amongst yourself, hatred and enmity amongst yourselves. Al-adawa wal-baghda. The hatred, the enmity, the fighting amongst yourself. You know, you have a drunk man. He doesn't know whether it's his mother or daughter or wife. And he wouldn't have a clue as to what he is saying, to who he is saying, etc, etc. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. So Islam has strict rules. My brothers and sisters, let's not drop because others have dropped. You know what Allah says a few verses later? Something amazing. قُلْ لَا يَسْتَوِي الْخَبِيثُ وَالطَّيِّبُ وَلَوْ أَعْجَابَكَ كَثْرَةُ الْخَبِيثُ Allah says, that which is dirty and that which is pure can never be the same. Even if you might be surprised at the number of people engaging in that which is dirty and impure. So Allah is telling us, a lot of people are going to do it. Be careful, don't do it. Whether the whole world is doing it or not, does not change its ruling. The whole world can be doing it and say, don't worry, it's okay, it's cool. That's what they say, it's cool. Wait until the fire of Jahannam is no longer that cool. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness, forgiveness. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from among those who can turn. You know, Allah dangles things in front of us to test our relationship with Him. It's easy to commit haram. You want to commit adultery, it's quite simple. It's very easy. In fact, it's easier than staying clean and staying on your own and staying pure. If you want to engage in that which is haram in terms of intoxicants, etc., it's quite simple to find. In some places, every street corner, you'll get a few guys who are dealing in this. And subhanallah, you find people coming and going, coming and going. And you think they're greeting each other. There's no high five there, subhanallah. There's a five that makes you high. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness and open our doors. So Allah is saying the whole world can be doing it. Be careful. It does not make it pure. It doesn't make it clean. Islam is very strong when it comes to intoxicants and that which is displeasing to Allah, that which is considered impure and unclean. Now, when I was saying it can be dangling in front of you, Allah says, لِيَعْلَمَ اللَّهُ يَخَافُهُ بِالْغَيْبِ He does that in order to distinguish between those who are conscious of Him without anyone looking. No one's looking at you. It's just you and Allah. Do you say, Oh Allah, I know you're watching. I'm not going to do this. Khalas. Allah says, You passed your test. You're a friend of mine. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. That's why Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O oh, you who believe, when you are going out to fulfill your Umrah, the minor pilgrimage, or when you are in Ihram, Allah says, Do not hunt the hunting animals in the condition of Ihram. That's the ruling. So when I'm going for the pilgrimage and I'm in the condition of Ihram, during the pilgrimage, I'm not allowed to hunt. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
ليبلونكم الله بشيء من الصيد تناله أيديكم ورماحكم ليعلم الله من يخافه بالغيب In that condition when it is prohibited for you to hunt we will send a few beautiful animals in front of you in order to test you that who from amongst you is going to take the spear and say let me just hunt it it's right near I'll never get this opportunity knowing that it's prohibited Allah says we want to test you to see who from amongst you really and truly is conscious of Allah and has a good relationship with Allah have a policy if this is displeasing to Allah it's over I don't want it here is a dua that is very powerful made by the Prophet and if you were to make it Allah will help you Allahumma kfini bi halalika an haramik waghnini bi fadlika amman siwak O Allah make sufficient for me that which is halal grant me sufficiency in that which is halal against that which is haram make me so happy with what is halal that I don't have to look at haram imagine you have your own spouse this dua is asking Allah to make you so happy and satisfied with your spouse that you don't even need to look towards haram and if it were to dangle in front of you you would still look away because you are asking Allah Allahumma kfini bi halalika an haramik Oh Allah, grant me sufficiency in halal so that I don't fall into haram. Powerful dua. Oh Allah, grant me independence in such a way that I don't depend for sustenance on anyone besides you. What a good dua. You know, sustenance is a difficult thing. You have a job. Sometimes people compromise their morals and values and even faith just because they need to earn a dollar or two because they can't make ends meet. Oh Allah, grant me sufficiency. Make me financially independent. Make me independent in every way so that I depend on no one besides you, O oh Allah. May Allah grant that to us. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He's told us all these things here in Surah Al-An'am, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us about something very beautiful. In fact, Surah Al-Ma'idah and Surah Al-An'am. Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا عَلَيْكُمْ أَنفُسَكُمْ لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ مَنْ ضَلَّ إِذَا اهْتَدَيْتُمْ O you who believe, be concerned about yourselves. Those who are astray will not harm you if you yourselves are rightly guided. Today, we are worried about this one and that one. Did you see what that guy did? And did you see what this girl did? And this boy did? And that man did? And this uncle did? And that auntie did? And so on and so forth. What about ourselves? Allah says, hey, you are going to be asked about yourself, not about them. When you come on the day of judgment, Allah is not going to say, come here. Okay, the uncle living on that street, what did he do again? Tell us. That's not going to happen. Subhanallah. It's not going to happen. Allah is not going to say, do you remember you made a phone call at night? Uh, what was that lady? What, what did she do? Remind us again. Don't talk about others. Don't involve negatively in the lives of others. Make dua for them. Remind them if you can. Subhanallah. Deal with it positively. But Allah says, watch out for yourself. You be concerned about your own weakness and your own bad. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection. Now, if you look at the Prophet ﷺ, he used to be saddened by what the people used to say about him. And it used to hurt him only because he was given the task of presenting the truth and he was saddened that they are rejecting the truth. He didn't mind what they said 
about him actually as a person, but he minded the fact that they did not accept the truth from him. You see the difference. One is his person and one is the message. They said bad, so they rejected the message. That's what made him sad. So Allah says, we know that what they're saying saddens you. Don't worry. We know deep down, they know what you brought is the truth. They are only denying it. We know that it saddens you what they're saying. They're saying all sorts of things, accusing you of things you are totally innocent of, belying the message you brought. Allah says, deep down, they're only denying. They know they're not belying you. They're only denying out of their arrogance. And that's why towards the end of Surah Al-Hijr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses similar words. And he says, he gives a solution. When you and I are faced with people accusing us, with people saying bad things about us, with people falsely saying things about us, and it's really hurting and it's really painful, what should you do? Because it tightens the chest, it causes stress. Stress can give you a heart attack, subhanallah. Allah acknowledges this. We know, O Muhammad that your chest is tightening because of all these statements that these people are uttering. What is the tightening of a chest? It's actually something similar to an angina attack, subhanallah. But in the case of the Prophet that's not it. But it was just the, the beginning of that tightening. Allah says, we know that it's tightening your chest. You desperately want to see them guided. What should you do? Three good reminders. Declare the greatness of Allah. Do the tasbih of Allah. Praise Allah. Remember Allah. And prostrate a lot. Pray a lot. Put your head on the ground for Allah a lot. You will find the comfort you're looking for. Pray a lot. Allah will protect you. And then Allah says the third thing is continue to worship Allah until death comes to you. Subhanallah. Continue to worship Allah until death comes to you. And you will see how Allah will open your doors. My brothers and sisters, there is a last verse that we read this evening. And I want to talk about it because it's very important. Sometimes we tend to incur evil statements by something we did ourselves about us. You swear someone's mother, he swears your mother. That's why the Prophet ﷺ says, cursed is the one who swears his own father. So he was asked, how can a man swear his own father? So he says that he swears the father and the mother of another so that person swears his father or mother as a result. So who caused it? You caused it. So let's not curse each other. Let's not swear each other. More so, when you disagree with someone, there is no need to belittle them. No need to belittle them. Remember that. Allah says, do not swear, do not mock, do not joke at or joke about. Those who are calling out to deities besides Allah or those deities themselves. Don't make a mockery of those. Why? Because in return, they will do the same about Allah without knowledge and which one is worse. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us and grant us goodness. These are beautiful gems. 
This is something we need in our lives. Brothers and sisters, we spoke about how important it is to stay away from intoxicants. We can do better, inshallah. We can do much better. We can quit it for the sake of Allah. See your life change. See the contentment creeping into your life. Long term, you will realize, Wallahi, I did the right thing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all steadfastness. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.